Hello, and welcome to the second episode of my podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before I launch into my second episode, I just want to say I am so grateful for the handful of friends who have listened to my podcast. And a lot of you have requested to hear more fox stories. And you asked me some really good questions like, oh, why are the sexy fox ladies always falling in love with poor scholars? Which I reply to you, have you ever considered the fact that they're written by Po Songling, who is a poor scholar himself? Um, but really though, thank you so much for your support. And fox fairies have been the favorite protagonist in many, many stories, truly, for thousands of years in China, especially in the Tang Dynasty, um, which is long, long, long time before the Qing Dynasty, which we covered in the first episode. But there is a lot more to be talking, to be talked about in, um, I guess, fox stories, fox fairies. Um, in fact, I came upon a idiom those days in Tang Dynasty that say, without fox fairies, there are no villages. So today, I want to introduce just a few more fox stories before we go on to our episode, uh, which will be about a very exciting Tony Award-winning play by Chinese-American playwright Henry David Huang about M. Butterfly. Um, that's a really, really, really interesting story, um, which I hope you will tune in next time. Um, but today, more foxes, I guess, because they are seductive and they grasp our heart. And um, last time we discussed how in Pusongling's Liao Zhaiji, there are foxes that change into human form, and there are foxes that just stay in their animal form. In fact, this startling humanness of a fox appearance is consistent also across many Tang Chuanqi stories. And by Tang Chuanqi stories, I mean the short fiction stories that are first found in the Tang Dynasty. So the Tang Dynasty was a long, long time ago. Um, it was before the Qing Dynasty. So we say Tang, Song, Yuan, Ming, Qing. So between the Tang and Qing, there is Song, Yuan, Ming, three dynasties that span thousands of years. But Tang Dynasty was very, very important uh, period of time where China was arguably the most prosperous um, and in these Tang tales the human traits are indicative of ideas intimately connected to the social exchange of the stories among elite men of the era and of course foxes are among a lot of the stories and however quite different from the Liao Chai stories where you see a lot of times the fox fairy fall in love with the humans and often marries into the human household. The fox in Tang Tales is either eventually killed off or they run away. Humans and um, none really um, were able to successfully stay close to them and the foxes were never really able to stay in the human community forever. Um, the fox, or 
called the animal demon generally are without names also and when they're killed none are able to stay in their human form so when they die they face their end converted back into their fox forms and then they leave the human community or this temporal world and i found this very interesting when i was writing my papers and when i was reading about these stories because the as in the last episode we got to see like some foxes who stay in their human form almost throughout the whole story they embody the characterizations of human desire by being foxes well these stories documented in the tang tales which specifically i'm talking about this collection taiping guangji um they present us these foxes that reach an ontological limit to their being that does not allow them to transfer transform completely from a fox spirit into a human being uh, well they can exhibit human behaviors yet deep inside the story suggests they do not have nor do they immutably share the morality and sentiment that belong to humans um, in these several stories, fox act as a messenger of death, or quite opposite, life. But fundamentally, they're still animals. So I wonder now, how these changes, what do they tell us about how human nature is perceived back in Tang Dynasty, or back then, where these foxes are not really part of the human life, yet they are present in these human-centric stories. Um, I'll give you an example. So in the story Zhou Wenlang, right, um, it writes that Zhou Wenlang was detained. Um, he was a king, um, but he was then given a blue fox, and then he's eliminated from his disaster. So very short story, just like three sentences. Uh, but you can see the fox's cure acting as a messenger for hope and health. But the fox is really no more than an animal with a magic ability in this story, right? And in other stories, we see something a bit different. But also, in a sense, they're simply an animal that brings death or disease. Um, like in the story King Hanguang, where it says, like in Han Dynasty, this King Han Guang, he likes to dig graves, which is a very impious um, and very, really terrible thing to do. Um, and once, when he was digging the grave, um, in the coffin, where like the coffins are all rotten, there is a white fox that came out, and the white fox was scared away. And people were chasing after the white fox and hurt one of the fox legs. And that evening, King Hanguang dreamt of a man with a white beard and white eyebrow. And the man said to him, Why do you hurt my left leg? And the man knocked the left foot of King Hanguang with his cane. And after King Hanguang woke up, uh, his left foot was swollen 
and it was really painful. So he was bruised with sores until his death. So in this story, we see that the fox changed into a human form, which is an old, uh, old man, okay, with a white beard and white eyebrow. So white fox changed into the form, and it was um, here to teach the human a lesson, but. In no way, this fox is a fully fledged, was a full fledged human character, right?、Um, so it's clear that when you read a lot of these fox stories, the foxes are not human. But it's interesting to note that though a true fox spirit can seemingly never become a true human being, this does not mean that a human cannot become identified or revealed to be a fox.、Um, For example, in the story、uh, Shandong Mei, which it writes that in the Tang Dynasty, Shandong Mei was a member of the foreign minister. He had a maid in his family. It's been a few years since she died, and one day the maid suddenly returned home and said, "I became a god after I died, and now I miss my lady, who I served. So I came back to see her, but I'm very hungry. So can I get something to eat?" So they let her sit down, and they prepared a dinner for her. And the maid went away after eating and drinking. In the evening, the servant of the family caught a drunken fox from under a haystack. And in a short while, the fox just threw out all the food that the maid ate. And then the human killed the fox. So in this story, even though it's very short, right, it exemplifies how a fox can transform. Into a human form, yet is eventually killed off in its original animal form because they're not human enough. Like the significance of this type of ending and consequences is not obvious if not compared with the fox stories in Liao Jia Zhi Yi, right?、Um, but it is clear that the fox isn't simply the crude animal image anymore, as it gradually develops in its form and imagination, and the. The plot adds a bit twist,、um, and there is like a bit more shape in the fox character. But as characters in the story, they are mostly portrayed as animalistic demons. It is clear that there is a conscious exploration of the inner thoughts and qualities of the fox as more than an animal with human skin. That in a fox, a certain humanity and a certain human touch is created when they're transformed into a human shape, and this makes the character of the fox clear and makes the fox image richer. But they're not really human. And in the stories, the fox stories documented in Taiping Guangzi and Tang Dynasty, they are not always gendered female. There are even some male foxes. That seduce women too, like they're seductive. But of the male foxes, they're more commonly associated with a certain social image, and in that there are two types. There's the learned fox, and there is the evil fox. So female foxes, their image have generally、uh, been heavily associated with sex or with. Human emotions, like they fall in love with humans, to enchant them, to seduce them, to、um, confuse the public, to stir up chaos.、Uh, while on the other hand, male foxes, male foxes can often 
play in a social role other than just a husband. They could be fox gods, there could be old foxes giving aid to people, and this imbalance in social roles that male fox and female fox play could imply how the literary tale authored by elite men at the time represent male fantasies of women as the other. And the plot, the fate, or you call it the telos of the female fox in these stories is uniformly predictable. The female fox almost always embodies the sensual and latent sexual desire when appearing in erotic contexts, or to serve as a figure embodying the, god, the good or the bad wife, according to the social more of the time, and is always eventually separated or sacrificed for the greater good of the family. And this ontological and epistemological fatalism is distinct to stories with female foxes. They're doomed to disappear or die, and much of the drama or richness in the story derives in the struggle that these characters or the fox itself has in acknowledging or identifying its human role and its true nature as a fox spirit. Although these tales of fox, um, the female fox spirits, are not overwhelmingly in number, I wish to argue that it is possible to conclude that there is a pattern in the figural richness of fox figures with regard to gender and that the treatment of the fox spirit in these tales is nonetheless closely related to the cultural and social construction in Tang times um, of men and women specifically. But um, the fox sometimes can do something really surprising um, that has nothing to do with them being female or male. Um, there is a very interesting story um, called Xie Huanzhi, where the fox even speak of injustice for other humans. When the fox actually becomes a human to accuse the county magistrate, of inflicting unconscionable cruelties. Um, and the story tells that the county magistrate of Dongguang County, Dongguang County, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce, but um, this guy, Xie, is famous for managing political affairs with harsh punishment and violence. And he once hunted many foxes and wolves in the county. In the winter of that year, two people goes to court to report Xie committing crimes of killing their father and brother and illegally embezzling other people's property. After a very elaborate investigation, Xie asks, I killed a lot of foxes and wolves in the spring. Is it because of this? And it turns out that the two people are indeed foxes. They're actually foxes. And they argue in their human form, and they almost won the case. A learned person advised the county to get a hunting dog. And after the hound dog is released, the hound dog swooped up when he saw the two plaintiffs, um, the two people who are accusing. Um, and fleeing from the hound, the two men then jumped out of the room and escaped as two foxes. 
So in this tale, right, which is kind of a, a it's a very short tale again, like a lot of the stories in Taiping Guangxi. In this tale of the individuals seeking justice through the public institutions, readers can grasp not just an idea of how one seeks public retribution in the Tang period, but also one form in which it may be delineated. In the largest of the empire and its civil protections, this Sensations of judgments and the value that it places on lives is tested in this story to at once both show how the civil court of the county magistrate is able to handle crimes against humans but may be vulnerable to spiritual trickery by others. In this case, the foxes are able to use their understanding of human knowledge specifically on a notion of shared human empathy and enmity that can be brought to bear in public case where their eloquence can sway the opinion of the public and the learned. So long as the foxes were able to maintain their human forms, they were able to hold the court and almost succeed in bringing about justice for the slaughtered king, their foxes brothers and sisters, right? But as we see in every fox story, this fickle fate intervenes and their revelation as foxes who flee from the hound shows how human justice in the Tang Empire requires humanity. And the moment they turned tail and ran, um, succumbing to what the story suggests is their primal fox instinct, they failed in their quest for justice. And this transformation is crucial because it shows that human justice in the Tang Empire of the story is open to persuasive argument and that the legitimacy of a case can hinge upon the successful ability of a plaintiff to literally stand their ground. If the foxes had stayed their bestial instincts or even allow the hound to mold them and maintain their human form, one could imagine that the story may even turn out poorly for Xie, right? The foxes could win the case, but it does not. The counsel to the court is able to distinguish the human from the inhuman, from the foxes, and to null arguments, not by ad hominem, but by triggering a different, uh, literal kind of appeal to their beast of nature. And this notion of once a fox, always a fox, suggests that justice in tongue, just, um, justice system, is not universal. It is for people alone, for humans. It is a telling tale because the response of the advisor to the court is not a verbal rebuttal of the point of their argument, right? The contents of which um, are never told to the readers, but rather a direct attack on their identities, that the land owned by the foxes and wolves and their very lives are not subject the same to the same human cost and values one would afford to a human property or lives. And this idea of respect or consideration for beings which 
The language of the story seems to suggest share a comparable degree of intelligence and emotion. Is not one that the court in the story entertains. Rather, the fate of these foxes is indicative of the grievances of what happens when others that the court cannot recognize try to seek justice, and the court cannot hope to comprehend or empathize with others whose habits and instincts differ so radically. When their identities are exposed, and that they cannot even finish what the story says was a persuasive argument, and this kind of aggressive slaughter of wild game, and Xie's love of hunting them to the point of wiping the foxes out and driving what remains from their native lands, also offers a salient point. To any empire entertaining expansion, or region experiencing troubles, both communicative and territorial, that occur in dispute over parties that risk being unable to communicate, or from、uh, straining the very land where even the spirits seem to cry out for justice, and the story surfaces. But does not solve is the troubling notion that there exist beings in the land who too understand justice, have a notion of good and evil. They can recognize bloodlust and thirst for vengeance. But it does not matter how much knowledge and facility of human speech and arguments the two foxes have, with the revelation of their identities by the by the counsel to the court, right? The story solves a problem, but does not give an answer for the reader. In the end, the troubles of these others are let loose of their own cord out the window and into the wild, and they're not our problems anymore. And I found that story to be really interesting.、Um, and if we look at another story, in this other story. Um, this fox is still a fox, but it reads books,、uh, and the story is called Zhang Jiansheng, which、um, is is the protagonist's name.、Um, but yeah, in the in the、uh, story, this fox reads just like a learned man would, like a scholar, and it tells the story of Zhang, who is from Nanyang, who lived around the end of the Zhenyuan era. During the Tang Dynasty, and one day he was playing with a flying eagle around Xuwei region, like all these like very specific、um, location, and that that signifies that it feels like such a, a true story. And this eagle disappears in the sky, and as Zhang, our protagonist, goes around trying to find it, he walks into an ancient tomb. And he sees,、uh, he sees a candlelight, and looking closely, he sees a fox leaning against a table and carefully reading a booklet. And a group of mice around the fox helps the fox with pouring tea and sending fruit, and they all bow to the fox just like a human would, which is really cute when I was reading it. And our protagonist, the human Zhang, and he yelled at the fox. And the fox was shocked and 
the fox immediately ran away, and picking up the booklet, and、um, the the fox ran into a deep black hole and to hide itself. But our protagonist Zhang uncovers the book and picks it up, and he goes home with the book. And for days, he hears someone shouting outside of the house, but he cannot see anyone when he goes out, and he's deeply surprised by this fact. And one day, he runs into an acquaintance, and when the acquaintance asks where he's going, he replies that he wants to tell everyone what happened to him about the incident that he saw this fox and the rice and the and the box, and he. Um, Zhang shows the acquaintance the booklet, but the man who appears to be his acquaintance grabs the book and quickly leaves on a horse. And looking back as he rides away,、um, the man says to Zhang, "Thank you for returning the booklet to me." And then the man becomes a fox, and the horse becomes a scorpion, and Zhang could not catch up before the fox disappears. And then we learned that the binding of the fox's book is the same as that of a human book, and even the paper and ink are the same. But the book is written in a language that must be only understood by foxes, and all the characters are fox characters. And the story goes on to note that Zhang still remembers the first three lines of the text and records it for people to see it, and. Like in these two stories, right? The reader is told a story where one has to confront a comfortable thought that a being whose shape and form are not human can also possess not only literary but also being closely associated with power during the Tang Dynasty and intelligent and. A sense of being that is wholly different, but perhaps not in any degree lesser than one's own human intelligence.、Um, and this is really quite interesting because the stories is very much、uh, possibly about the relationship in Tang Dynasty with Han、um, Han ethnic group and other ethnic groups. Han is the dominant group,、um, as you know. All, all the way until today, Han is the majority, like over ninety percent of Chinese are Han.、Um, but there are other、um, ethnic groups like the Hu, which、um, the Hu ethnic group sounds just like what the fox would be pronounced as Hu at the same time. And the fact that Zhang, the protagonist in the in the story where Um, the the fox reads. He has so much difficulty understanding the way that the fox lives and their book full of fox characters. It's possibly indicative of the large cultural difference that exists at Tang time between different ethnic groups. And even though the animal can adhere to human behavior standards, it does not gain humanity through their actions. As an animal may gain humanity through adherence to human standards. Her behaviors only in a superficial and surface manner. The tales concern with meeting this foreign and alien fox who reads may be a dramatization of the heightened anxiety 
when a Han meets a non-Han、uh, person, and it is a tale of an encounter with an unknown way of being and a glimpse of unknown forms of knowledge. And it is a tale that、um, the strange encounters with the unknown. Are opportunities、um, to explore the limits and the boundaries of human curiosity and knowledge as the stories test their human characters' ability to distinguish and to live with these inhuman others. And we see in these stories that eventually the foxes are killed or they run away from the human community. But nonetheless, it is a、um, story. That transitions to a later generation, where the inhuman characters、um, finally become part of the human、um, civilization or the human world.、Um, and I think that this transition is interesting, and to、um, look at the fox stories from different dynasties will really,、um, really tell you a lot about. What people think、um, of, just like I said last time, what it means to be human, what it means to be us, one of us, one of our people,、um, and thank you so much for listening in.、Um, next time, we won't be talking about foxes anymore. But if you have any questions or、um, any interesting thoughts to share. Please do let me know, and I will include in the episode. And please、uh, look forward to our next episode where we talk about the very, very cool and interesting Broadway play by Henry David Huang and Butterfly. Again, thank you so much for listening in, and see you next time.